Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church and our weekly podcast, Today's Word, which is from our Sunday sermon. If after listening, you have questions, want to contact us, you can do that at our email, uh, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. We would be excited to hear any suggestions you have to improve our uh, broadcast. We uh, love doing this, but we want to make it as good as possible. Scripture reading uh, for uh, this particular podcast is John chapter 11, verses 17 to 44. It's a bit of a longer reading, but it's a good one. When Jesus got to Bethany, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was only about two miles from Jerusalem, and many people had come from the city to comfort Martha and Mary because their brother had died. When Martha heard that Jesus had arrived, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yet even now, I know that God will do anything you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will live again. Martha answered, I know that he will be raised to life on the last day when all the dead are raised. Jesus said, I am the one who raises the dead to life. Everyone who has faith in me will live even if they die. And everyone who lives because of faith in me will never really die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are Christ, the Son of God. You are the one we hoped would come into the world. After Martha said this, she went and privately said to her sister Mary, the teacher is here and he wants to see you. As soon as Mary heard this, she got up and went out to Jesus. He was still outside the village where Martha had gone to meet him. Many people had come to comfort Mary, and when they saw her quickly leave the house, they thought she was going out to the tomb to cry. So they followed her. Mary went to where Jesus was. Then as soon as she saw him, she knelt at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw that Mary and the people with her were crying, he was terribly upset and he asked, where have you put his body? They replied, Lord, come and you will see. Jesus started crying and the people said, see how much he loved Lazarus. Some of them said, he gives sight to the blind. Why couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still terribly upset. So he went to the tomb, which was a cave with a stone rolled against the entrance. Then he told the people to roll the stone away. But Martha said, Lord, you know that Lazarus has been dead for four days and there will be a bad smell. Jesus replied, didn't I tell you that if you had faith, you would see the glory of God? After the stone had been rolled aside, Jesus looked up towards heaven and prayed, Father, I thank you for answering my prayer. I know that you always answer my prayers, but I said this so the people here would believe that you sent me. When Jesus had finished praying, he shouted, Lazarus, come out. The man who had been dead came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of burial cloth, and a cloth covered his face. Jesus then told the people, untie him and let him go. So I have uh, in my career uh, done 502 funerals. Each and every one of them is a little bit different, but all of them have one thing uh, in common, grief. Someone I was talking to the other day said, you know, I'm just tired. I'm tired of people arguing with each other. I'm tired of politics. I'm tired of the coronavirus. I'm tired of life being so strange compared to where we were two years ago. I want to get off this crazy merry-go-round. What they were describing, I think, is the reality for a whole lot of people. 
we've come all this way and we are exhausted. We're frustrated, we're sad, we're lost, we're stuck, and we don't know what to do or even if there is anything to do. I get it. Sue and I have often talked about both the blessing of being able to lay low during the COVID epidemic, but also how we have been frustrated at not seeing folks and the sadness we have experienced in so many others because they have been so overburdened by life. As a pastor, I can tell you that a lot of the symptoms, tiredness, sadness, a loss of hope, wishing things were different, anger and crying are very common, as well as note that they are all signs of depression. And they're also signs of grief. While many of us think of grief as the emotional reaction that comes when a loved one dies, in fact, grief is much bigger than that. It is the emotional state that comes with any loss. It comes when our experiences are sad, but oddly enough, it can also come when the experiences are good and happy, but cause a significant change in life that drains all our emotional resources. Grief can come after a promotion after a move from one house to another, and even after you graduate from high school or college, because you see the uncertainty overwhelms us. The key component to it all is change, potentially gaining good things while at the same time leaving things behind. Death is the pinnacle grief experience, but so can be what are called mini deaths, a house fire, a job loss, the loss of a friendship, and so much more. And when grief comes, we struggle, we hurt, and we often sometimes cry, if not outwardly, then at least inwardly. And because of all the losses of these past almost two years, many of us have been grieving. We have lost family members and friends to COVID, had friendships shatter. Some of us have lost jobs, and some folks on the front lines of COVID have watched as their personal resources of energy, time, compassion, and even love have all but dried up. It's into this story of our grief that we meet Jesus, off on an adventure with his disciples, inviting us to see that not only does Jesus understand our grief and has felt it himself, but see that Jesus offers good news in the time of grief, resurrection hope. The story as it was read today actually begins earlier in John's gospel when Jesus had been told that Lazarus was sick. Lazarus' sisters had sent a message to Jesus, letting him know. But Jesus did two crazy things. One, Jesus told his disciples his sickness won't end in death. And two, he stayed right where he was for two more days. The disciples, it appears, were glad they were staying away from Judea because they were convinced that if Jesus went back, he would be arrested and killed. But then Jesus told them, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad I wasn't there because now you will have a chance to put your faith in me. Let's go to him. Did you hear that? Jesus seems to suggest that our grief and that of Martha and Mary and his disciples is an opportunity to put our faith in him. That somehow recognizing and accepting our grief lays the groundwork for what Jesus is about to do and opens up the possibility that now, we will finally believe. For Jesus, grief is tragic and painful and a huge loss, but it's also something else, something almost strategic. It is the opportunity for God to reveal to us at our deepest level the wonder of resurrection. 
All of this must have been wildly confusing to the disciples, who I imagine all thought that they had already put their faith in Jesus. But just like dessert, there's always room for more, especially when it comes to grief. So he and the disciples went to Bethany to find Martha and Mary and Lazarus, who had now been dead for four days. The four days mattered, too, because in Jewish tradition, the spirit of a person could hang around a dead person for three days. But by now, not only was it clear that Lazarus was more than mostly dead, he was dead dead, and his body would have been badly decomposing. Yet Jesus, as we have seen so often, was unafraid of death. He immediately waded into the sadness, the anger, the tiredness, the disputes, the depression, and the grief. And like Martha and Mary cried at the unfairness of the loss, the pain, and the anger. Then he speaks into grief those amazing words. Lazarus, come out. Come out of the tomb of that your emotions have locked you into. Come out of the darkness into the light. Remember that while you yet hurt, God still has plans for you. Plans of which you are not aware. Come and be healed. Come and be made brand new. Come wiser and more caring. But most importantly, come. Death cannot hold him, nor can it hold you in the prison of grief. Remember the tears, but use them now to comfort others. Resurrection power is the key that turns the lock. He is not dead, and neither are we. Instead, we see all the possibilities that God has for us, using us, now and forever. So, rise up and be like Lazarus, filled with resurrection power. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast. Uh, it's been fun. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, feel free to let us know. Uh, you can find this podcast at so many different places. Uh, just make sure you go back to our email address or to our website uh, to contact us. Thanks for joining us today.